You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Hey, Mike Callahan, back with the SA Weekly Talk Show, gearing up for the road to SA5 in Dallas, Texas, Service Autopilot's fifth conference, just dropping a knowledge bomb on everybody coming out, hoping to see you. Um, in my commitment to lead up to the event, uh, I got Caleb here, Almond out of Ohio. Uh, met him at GIE. If you haven't seen him, he's all over Instagram, YouTube, and the social media likes. He uh, joined us live from the floor of GIE with Jonathan Toshnak, Blake Albertson, and on-site Trav. Um, so basically, Blake, Caleb, and um, on-site Trav are going to be joining us here, coming out um, and, and telling us how to actually harness the power of social media across multiple platforms to grow and build your following. So if you have any questions, you're just tuning in, you want to ask Caleb uh, about Instagram specifically, that seems to be his niche of experience, uh, or any of the other social platforms, um, you know, we're going to dive into it. But a uh, little background on Caleb, and I'm going to kind of let him uh, tell his story, obviously. But um, previously was in a mix of somewhat design, build, and maintenance. Uh, decided to make the full jump into design, build. Uh, which is a little bit opposite of a lot of the users um, of Service Autopilot, but his story is very interesting. Uh, he found his niche and his success in that design build, concentrating on pavers and specifically retaining walls in Ohio. So, uh, Caleb, if people haven't seen you on social media, uh, predominantly Instagram, uh, if you don't mind giving us a little background, how you cut your teeth in the lawn and landscape industry now, and then uh, maybe the reasoning and the path of going from a design build mix and maintenance mix to predominantly just that uh, pavers and retaining wall specialty. Sure, man. Thanks. And I appreciate you having me on today, Mike. It's, uh, it's flattering to be here and exciting. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I started out in lawn care like everybody else, uh, just cutting grass when I was a kid and uh, one, always enjoyed construction and building. Um, had a lot of uh, stuff, you know, with my dad where I was doing a lot of uh, building projects and thing with him, things with him, not for hire or anything like that, but I just enjoyed building and construction. So, I uh, just started mowing grass and quickly realized I want to work for myself, even though I started out working with a, a neighbor's company and uh, went to school at Columbus State in our landscape design build program and have just, I just, it's I, it's what I eat, sleep and breathe is, is landscape design and construction work. So uh, we started out there and uh, we were, like I said, we, were, we kept our lawn care division for, uh, I say division makes it sound fancier than it is, but, or than it was, but we uh, uh, phased and transitioned out of that, I think about five years ago. It was one of those things where I just didn't want to, um, if we if we wanted to go that direction, it's nothing against lawn care. That's good revenue. It's, it's, a, it's a good industry to be in. But it's it's something that my wife and I, because she owns the company technically now, um, we didn't want to try to scale that into that business. And uh, we decided to, to sell those accounts and then get into the design build work, specializing in pavers and retaining walls. So that's what uh, has brought us to where we're at now. And, and we'd always been kind of realizing like, Facebook is the new word of mouth, right? And uh, and so we, we started, uh, you know, an Almond Landscape Facebook page, and then that transitioned into Instagram and then Snapchat, and, and here we are. Awesome. Well, obviously, congrats on the move of moving over 100% design build. I know that's a, a gut check moment for a lot of people, but I think a lot of uh, successful entrepreneurs like yourself, um, once you're committed and you're, and you're very clear and defined to where you want to go and how you're going to do it, um, that's the key to success and scale. Uh, and diving into the social media, uh, before we really dive into platform-specific strategies, um, one of the things we're talking about offline is knowing your why. Um, and kind of what I mean by that is, what do you want to achieve on each social media platform? Is it to become famous? Um, is it maybe become famous and get a lot of traction and resell um, some marketing in there? Is it to educate? Is it to sell work? Um, 
in your opinion and in, in dealing with a lot of other companies as well as your own um, in this social media uh, realm, how do you go in and know your why? Is there different approaches that we should be attacking and, and maybe different strategies in the business to grow and scale um, or maybe to monetize the actual platform, and maybe not specifically for your business itself? I, I think with the why, it's the biggest thing is just being genuine with yourself and honest with yourself and, you know, not trying to be something online that you're not, even though that's that's kind of easy to, to build a charade around that sometimes with uh, making things look better than they are, or bigger than they are or whatever. But, you know, knowing your why is, is huge because it because I think that'll translate to you enjoying the content you put out. And for me, it's 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 borderline therapy, if not, you know, it is just therapeutic, I think, at the end of the day, because I treat especially a lot of my Instagram content, like a journal, uh, especially my daily stories. Uh, it's like a, an online vlog, essentially, um, where I'm just talking my way through the day of issues we're having here in the office or out in the field and things we're succeeding at and things we're failing at. And, uh, and then all the while trying to uh, uh, engage and, you know, educate, I guess, to, uh, you know, to other contractors, especially, you know, so many of the guys on Instagram too are young contractors and they're, uh, you know, they're wanting to learn, you know, how to install things, you know, better or different. And, uh, and that's been kind of our, that's really what our why has turned into of, as far as our Instagram page has been just like uh, trying to show people that I've done things the wrong way in the past and try, if I can save anybody from making the mistakes I have in business, uh, that's a success, you know, that's success to me. So. Okay. So if I'm hearing right, it's more of an education for maybe the industry and other folks that uh, are kind of grinding through the same trenches that we are. Um, yeah. Now, on the customer interface, is, is there any specific way that you're targeting maybe your, your clients or consumers? I know on-site Trav talked about a little bit maybe uh, becoming that expert locally in, in right. doing different things. Now, is it more of an educational thing to help the industry, or is there also another spin the way you're tackling this to actually communicate and connect with clients or potential clients as well? Well, and that, that's a great question, a great point, because it really, for, for the route we're going and, and anybody that goes that route, it's twofold. And it really ends up being uh, kind of dual use, because if you're out there showing what you know and, and educating and helping others learn through what you've learned the hard way and the easy way, sometimes uh, it shows that you're an authority in, in your field or in your realm. And clients, potential clients see that. And, um, you know, are, are intrigued by it and are, are happy to see that. They like seeing that, um, you know, somebody's out there sharing what they know. And in most cases, um, the, the folks that are watching that, you know, be it, if they're DIYers or not, that's that's OK. But I, th I think if you're out there showing that, you know, what you're what you talk about and share what you know, uh, that really ultimately to clients has been a, big, a good thing for us because it's helped us locally also. Um, you know, people see that we're that we know what we're talking about at the end of the day and through showing that through our work and through our how to's that we do, uh, you know, on our Instagram channel and stuff. Uh, it's been good for us on the the client retention and client uh, acquisition end, as well as like our educational platform and format of helping uh, kids and contractors across the country. So it's been been cool and been, been dual purpose, really. Sweet. I want to say what's up to Naylor watching. Uh, didn't have the pleasure to meet him at GIE, but uh, he's definitely watching there. Uh, a couple other longtime viewers too, live. Um, and just, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so basically, you know, diving into that, and I'm curious what your thoughts are before we hop into the next topic of this is, um, do you see this as a long-term game? Is it instant return? I know one of our, our normal guests that actually is going to be joining us live from the SA5 uh, bar area is uh, Garrett Matthews. Garrett Matthews tells, tells a story of uh, where he actually had a, a resident doctor that was consuming his, his uh, content, how to prune different trees, um, different things in, in that southern Louisiana market. And 
once he actually, the doc guy became a doctor and could actually afford Garrett services, uh, ended up becoming probably a twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a year contract and all his neighbors signed up. So it was about $100,000 to $150,000 uh, ROI on that long-term gain. But one of the things that Garrett mentioned was you can't get discouraged um, if you don't have immediate traction. It's a long-term game. It could be 12, 15 months, 24 months. I've seen that in my market in upstate New York. Kind of curious, uh, in your opinion, is it, is it a short-term game, a long-term game, or a combination? What do you see as far as return on investment um, of your time? Um, as far as true and good ROI, I think most of the social media stuff is going to be a long game for you. Uh, just the side of like offering initially like a coupon that no one can you know turn down or whatever. You know that gives you immediate ROI potentially, right? But if you're just doing going off of the content and things and giving away content, uh, it's more of a long term thing because you've got to build a following in most cases. Now there still may be that one person that latches on early and ends up being that big referral, like a doctor or whatever. Um, you know, that, that can be like a quick turnaround, but for the most part, you really got to be in this for the long haul. It's, you know, really is the new medium as far as reaching people, I believe, because print is nearly done, but, um, you know, that still has its own, you know, uh, feasibility and, and viability too. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely a long game, I think. And especially to build up a, a, a large following, uh, is, is a big thing too. It takes a lot of time. Awesome. So next question going is, and I know a lot of people when they're looking to get into the social media game, uh, including myself. Being in front of this camera right now is absolutely awkward. It's terrifying. Uh, when SA was confident enough or maybe crazy enough to actually throw me on stage in front of five, 600 people uh, for the first time, uh, I'm going to be doing it again this week coming up here in Dallas. Um, that That's uncomfortable. Um, it really is. Uh, so I guess if, if you're looking to get into this game, do you have any techniques or thoughts um, how to get in front of that camera, get over that sudden awkwardness or um, if somebody's like, I really want to get into this content game, but I just don't want to get in front of um, this camera and do this. Is there any other ways to approach that content game, probably specifically on Instagram, so you don't physically have to get in front of the camera until you're actually uh, confident doing that? Absolutely. And that's a huge thing. And, and just even the first few times I went live in you know, Periscope or Facebook or anything, I was really nervous. And it was it was really something to begin to work on overcoming. But I, you know, my passion for the industry and my passion for what we do, uh, fortunately overcame that because you just begin to roll into like what you're passionate about talking and speaking about. And that helped me overcome most any of the, the, the jitters that I had, you know, initially going live. So uh, like on Instagram, for example, you know, you don't have to go live right off the bat or you never have to go live at all or do these daily stories or anything. You don't have to be in front of it. No, I believe it helps build your brand personally as your company. But uh, you know, at the same time, if you're just putting out content out there that is good quality uh, work, good you know quality photos of quality work, or uh, you know quality content of how tos or whatever, that that's a good way to get out there and not have to directly put yourself in front of the camera and uh, you know be nervous. But really, the biggest thing is you just got to try. It. And ultimately, you know, a lot of the the Facebook lives and Instagram lives and all that stuff, you if you're not happy with it, you can take it down. It's still on the internet though, and so that argument can be made. It's out there somewhere forever, so don't don't forget that. But uh, you know, just your best thing is just to start posting content, get it out there, and uh, and just do it, do it, do it. And eventually, you know, for the most part, if you have the inclination to do it, you'll you'll warm up to it. Awesome, no great advice. I think it's really awkward, even at this point, you know, twenty four or thirty six months into it. Uh, getting in front of that camera sometimes can be awkward, especially if you're not in the right frame of mind. Uh, and again, today you said going live, obviously it's going to be out there somewhere. I mean, it's kind of like what happened at spring break probably doesn't stay at spring break nowadays, but uh, for the most part, you can probably pull it right down if, if you're not happy with it. 
Um, but far as like if, if we're going live or not even going live, is there certain equipment or editing? What's the process there look like to, to get that final product out the way you want it if you're not going live like this? And um, I mean, what could go wrong going live here with a guy from New York and Ohio? I mean, it, right, yeah. All bets are off. But if we're not going live, how do we tackle that? Is there a way to edit it? Is there certain equipment we should use? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things, the reason I love Instagram so much is it's organic nature and, you know, any of the editing stuff is self-contained in, in the app for the most part through your phone. Um, so you can, you can edit some short stuff together and no, nothing crazy by any, by any means, but um, you know, that, that's a great thing about it. And I think in general, like the raw nature of Instagram is the, sometimes the raw, you know, the raw nature of it is what appeals to people too. It's not all glammed up. It's, you know, that real look. And, and I think that helps also build credibility that, you know, not every photo needs to be all doctored up and, and the prettiest glamour shot of a project. It's, it's cool to see some stuff, you know, that's just a real picture of, you know, things going down in the field, be it how it's getting built or your guys out working, showing how hard of work it is. So it also helps your clients see that, you know, the reason this stuff costs what it does is these ridiculously expensive machines we've got on site and our hardworking guys and, uh, and all that stuff. So I, I think a lot of that, I personally don't want things to be too polished. Uh, but then at the same time, there's cool stuff, you know, you can buy all the fancy, you know, gimbal, which is the Im image stabilizing tools, which is like a wand with a gyroscope on it. And, you know, we just bought one for a hundred dollars. I think it's going to take some of our content to the next level um, because I, I think that's going to be a cool and not, I don't see many people doing that with Instagram content. So we're excited to be releasing some of that stuff coming up soon. Just cool machinery videos and job site tours, but of course drones. I mean, any, any way you want to capture, you know, from the most raw, you know, footage straight from your phone and uploaded to, you know, you can put it through, you know, any of the video maker apps and make it as fancy as you want. Awesome. Great, great advice. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I guess one of the things that, that I would it, getting into this game is one thing that I, I did is um, I overthought this and, and Colin's got a quick question here. Uh, do you script the sessions? Well, for this Colin, honestly, we didn't, we literally got on five minutes before this and just started rapping. Uh, and we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants, but that being said, um, and I'm curious about the way you go, you go at it, uh, Caleb, but uh, in my lawn care company, when I'm doing content, a lot of the guys that I'm rolling around that I think are consistent and really effective is we're literally driving down the road. We see something, we pull over, our wives probably hate us because they're like, we need to get a video of this. And it's, it's, it's whatever's on top of frame of line that we see that's a pain point that's relevant at that point. I think when you go out to an extent and try to pre-script a lot of these videos, um, they're not natural, they're not comfortable. And you can see a lot of my early videos. If you go back, I don't watch them, but for example, it, it, they're probably good. They're really pre-scripted and they're just brutal. But hmm. that first draft better than no draft. And you need to get those under your belt to get there. But I think um, just these Facebook lives have gotten me a lot more comfortable with doing this and kind of flying with it. Um, and that's kind of how we're approach, approaching the daily content as well. Um, yep. are, are you scripting these things out like a week in advance? Or are you literally just saying, I need to be consistent each day or every week? and hitting those when you see those opportunities. I dude, you nailed it. Like I'm I'm constantly going going on Instagram stories and posting content of a tree I see it's planted improperly or properly for that matter. Like you don't want to be negative uh, too much. You want to point out, you know, things you see that's a pain point like you said, but sometimes like if I see a project that's beautiful, I definitely would love to point that out or work that's done properly or whatever. I love to point that out as well because you can say this is how it's done right and it doesn't always have to be by us, you know. Um so yeah, I, I don't script out our stuff too much. Um, I always in my head think like, oh, that'd be cool to, to put up as a photo next week. Or I got I got a bunch of post-it notes up on the wall here of things of like I thought of one day. It's like that would be a cool post or that would be a cool Instagram story. So I got post-it notes, you know, freaking everywhere of stuff that I think of like get in. It's just something I get so I 
I start talking fast. I get so excited about it because like I, I just love posting content, especially in our daily stories of just what I'm seeing in the contracting world. And so I don't get too, uh, I don't get too scripted. I really, I personally don't, but it doesn't hurt to have at the same time, maybe a schedule if that's what you need, uh, like a content schedule. Cause I know a lot of companies will have like a content schedule and helps to keep them on track, keep them accountable. Uh, I don't need it cause I'm just so insanely passionate about putting out content. I just, I don't need a reminder or anything to push me into it. And to an extent too, real quick, it comes at the expense sometimes of my company. Sometimes I've got to work later or earlier in the morning because I goofed. I say goof, but I, because I was messing around on Instagram too much, posting content and answering questions, doing things. So it comes at an expense and you've got to balance that stuff to, to an extent too, or just be willing again, to put in all that extra work to get where you're going, you know, in your social media campaign, whatever the reason. Like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Want a free guide to secrets of simple growth automation? Head over to www.startsimplegrowth.com and click Get Started. We'll deliver our guide to your messenger. Plus, enter to win a free estimator chatbot. Yeah, I love it. And, and, and I think uh, I'll, I'll be the first to admit now that running the lawn care company in New York, um, as well as simple growth, um, you know, creating those automations and things that we're doing for people, as well as the consulting as we're scaling. Um, it's tough to be consistent. Um, simple growth is scaled, I think, at about 149% year to date just in the last 12 months. The lawn care company hit that million mark a while, way back, a few, you know, several, six, seven years ago. And it went beyond. Um, but I think one of the things that I would like to share is a consistent thing is we um, we create a thing so you can do it yourself on a Google calendar. Uh, we created an automation to do it. We call it repetitive task. And literally, it's assigned to a particular person in your organization. So one of my big things each day is to, to post content. So that comes up and pops up around 7.30 in the morning my, at my computer, and it's due by five or six o'clock at night, and I actually physically have to check it off. Now, it's not telling me what I have to do, but it's a daily reminder for accountability. So I highly, highly recommend, um, if you're getting pulled in three different directions, and especially running the lawn care home cleaning business, um, being in that hot seat, and I know um, I'm not really in the day-to-day -day operations of the lawn care business anymore, um, but especially when I was in there managing seven or eight crews, trying to get the estimates out, and just managing the day-to-day -day fires. Uh, that was the only way to stay consistent is have that daily reminder and service autopilot or whatever service uh, CRM you're using. So that would be one thing that uh, I would pass along. Want to say what's up to Reese Goodwin as well. Uh, always watching. Uh, wanted to know about uh, possibly a podcast of the SA Weekly Talk Show. Uh, Reese, that's something we're actually looking at. Uh, if you know somebody who's down with creating podcasts or doing that, reach out to me. And um, also been talking to Cody and Bear of the Profit Roadmap. Uh, provided by Service Autopilot. They are starting to upload some of these select uh, interviews like this. So uh, between the combination of those, great advice or, or suggestion, we'll, we'll try to get those up and running um, for you. And real quick, I want to hop on uh, Dale Kelly real quick. Uh, we kind of already touched on this, Caleb, but if you have any other questions of um, how, to, how, to, how to avoid doing that live video, um, if you want to just rehash a quick two-minute recap on that for Dale, if there's anything else you thought of in the passing. Sure. Um, you know, as far as making a video, how to anything that I anything like that, the content wise that helps prove that you're an authority and what you're talking about. And, you know, the DIYers, they're never going to hire you anyway. So some of you guys will be like, well, what if you put this stuff out and, and people do it themselves? Those guys weren't going to hire you anyway. So don't even don't even worry about that stuff. But the people looking for a contractor that knows what they're talking about is where these these how to's and stuff come up. And so yeah, so you can pre-make, you know, any of these, uh, any, I mean, you can pre-make, pre-edit anything you want to do and you can edit it till you're comfortable with it to put out there. 
And then as far as, you know, if it's a how-to, I, I think that's one of the best things out there to show that you know what you're talking about is explaining and, uh, you know, breaking down the process of how, how you do things. I don't care if it's from how to clean a room the most efficiently and, you know, you know, most effective way possible to, you know, how to edge your sidewalk with a sidewalk edger or install a paver patio or whatever. Any how-to, I think, is, is great stuff. It shows you're an authority in what you're talking about. Great. Um, and I know we kind of talked about uh, the consistency pack, uh, factor of this, but as we're going in uh, alongside that consistency, how often do you feel we should be posting? Let's just say we're just starting in the game. Do we go in and say we're going to knock it out five days a week on every platform available? Are, are we better off taking little baby steps? Or is there, is there something that you've seen in your, in your um, you know, moving into this that maybe we should do a Facebook at this time, an Instagram at this time, a Twitter at this time? Um where, where's that that mix that you've seen or maybe seen others do to be able to master um, the timing and the different platforms or yeah. we post the same thing at each platform? A, a lot of the, the social media platforms favor consistency through the algorithms. So the more, you know, repetitive, the more, uh, you know, the more regular you're putting out content, the better. Um, so I think it's one of those things you've got to figure out what platform, be it Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever that you, that's most organic to you is kind of, possibly the one you ought to drill down on the most, but also you need to, to balance that with where your clients most likely are. And most likely your clients are on Facebook right now. Um, the baby boomers are now on Facebook. The young, like 25 and unders are not on Facebook so much anymore. They're on Instagram and Snapchat and Reddit and a bunch of other stuff. So those are, you know, depends on what your demographic is you're trying to reach. I know we're trying to reach like the baby, baby boomers and empty house, empty nesters and stuff like that. So we're trying to post, you know, daily on our Almond Landscape Facebook page of, you know, quality content that's informative and then some glory shots. Um, and then on, uh, you know, Instagram, I'm posting one to three times a day uh, because just those algorithms favor the repetitive nature of it. And then also the more popular those, then that's why it's good, important to put out quality content as soon as you can produce quality content, because the more popular those um, are, you know, the more popular those postings are with interaction, be it comments, likes, shares, whatever, the algorithm begins to favor, you know, those postings and your future postings more. So it, uh, you know, it really favors regular content at the end of the day. So as much as you can commit without jeopardizing other portions of your business, uh, I recommend just as much as you can with the platforms you prefer to work with, you know, and that, because that'll help draw out some of that passion and enjoyment of it. It won't just be like, Oh, I got to do this marketing thing again. So if you enjoy it, which cause I get it cause I don't, I'm not big on the Facebook thing. My wife handles it for me. Thank goodness. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things I'm, I'm blessed there to, to have that kind of diversity, but um, you know, I, I get it. it. It can be work and marketing to an extent is work, but it's, this is, I believe, especially Facebook is where you're going to get a lot of your clients at this time right now in 2018. So. Okay. And I, we, we hadn't really touched on it, but I'm just curious. And if it's something you're not doing, that's totally fine too. Uh, just kind of popped in my head though. It sounds like we're talking about a lot of organic uh, posting. We're paying it forward. We're, we're educating. We're becoming that topic expert, trying to create that higher perceived value. So when you are ready to make that sale, you've answered all those questions and they're ready to buy at a higher price. Um, are, are you leveraging any of the paid advertising far as um, on Facebook, Instagram, any of those other platforms? Is that is that something you, you dove into? And if not, that's okay too. Just kind of curious. Yeah, we do run we do run paid Facebook ads, um, and we've got a small budget of that right now. Nothing crazy, like thirty bucks a month or something like that. And and like Gary Vaynerchuk is saying, like you know that's the biggest, um, you know, or you know the biggest ROI is available right now. You know, right now on Facebook, you know, uh, paid ads because they're so cheap and the exposure is so great. 
Um, we really should be doubling and tripling down on that some more, but we are doing Facebook paid ads. Um, and if nothing else, we're still big on building the brand in our area because we have a small rural demographic we're trying to reach. So we're really just trying to keep our branding in front of people and our, our capability of what we do, but providing value. So it's entertaining to watch. It's not just like, cause you got to think about like, what do you want to see? Right. You don't want to see a picture of like somebody's dinner or, and I don't mean this the bad way, but like your kids and stuff like that. People, you know, most folks don't have time for that stuff from a, professional and for your company. So your company doesn't need to be putting out that kind of content too often. It needs to be informative and attention grab. Now, if it's a cool picture of like a little kid sitting in a excavator or something, stuff like that's cool. But if it's Bobby's fifth birthday party, that's not going to be relevant to what I'm looking for in, in contractors to an extent. Um, although that does have, like I said, it does have its own uh, reach to an extent, but um, Instagram ads, we're doing a little bit with that. We've got a, an educational side platform that we're, that we're building and working with that we're going to pump out paid ads like crazy. Uh, but, uh, main thing is organic on my end on the, on the Instagram, which is, which is what I love on Instagram. Um, I use a lot of hashtags. So hashtags that are pertinent to our industry of the people I want to reach because guys will be looking up, well, who's posting under the, the pavers hashtag right now. And so guys will look that up or hardscape brotherhood. Now to reach clientele, what you may want to be, you know, looking up hashtagging is what are local hashtags that are being used to you? So like, uh, the Hawking Hills is a huge region in our area and there's like, a few million postings under Hocking Hills. So we might try to, you know, if it's pertinent to that region, because we're working in that region, we'll, on a photo we're posting, we'll, we'll go hashtag Hocking Hills or our local city, which is hashtag Lancaster, Ohio. And so people will be seeing, well, who's posting, you know, and stuff that's relative to our, you know, to where we live. And so that's been big for bringing in local following and people, you know, then beginning to see, you know, our company locally. And it's not just sales puking, you know, it's like, hey, buy from Almond because we post on this hashtag. It's still stuff that's relevant and worth, I think, being seen in most cases. And uh, so those are kind of some little hacks, if you will, we're using of like, you know, not just being obnoxious, you know, just trying to be in front of everybody, but just things are like, hey, here's a beautiful patio we built down in the Hawking Hills uh, that's set in the woods. It's beautiful, you know, and it fits that region. It fits a lot of the photos that are, you know, being taken of that area. And that's how we're trying to, you know, kind of work that end of, of uh, organic and non-organic in this, in this case. Cool. So it actually kind of dives into my next question was how do you go in uh, and dial in a certain demographic or geographic area? Um, and if I'm hearing you right, hashtags are a really good way on that platform um, in Instagram. And, and naively, I guess I'll ask, do those hashtags work on multiple platforms? Do they need to be different? Um, is it a different approach or do just hashtag Hawking Hill work on Instagram and Facebook um, or Twitter? Is there certain specific platforms that we're going to want to use hashtags more or less. Um, how does that all play out? Um, and that, that's an awesome question. And that's partially too technical for me to know. I, I know like a lot of hashtags for the most part, like on Instagram are really going to draw stuff from Instagram and not even though, you know, Facebook and Instagram is, you know, kind of together, but not at the same time. Um, I don't think it's going to draw anything from uh, like Facebook postings or photos. It's going to be more or less platform specific is my understanding. I could be wrong on that. But as far as I know, it's mostly platform specific when you do hashtags or location tags or anything like that. And uh, so, you know, again, that's that's knowing that's really important to know, again, what what your demographics are in that specific application, because like Snapchat, there's although that 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 app has grown widely in its range and age of users, uh, you know, it's still a lot of young young people using Snapchat. So you might not be trying to sell retirement plans through Snapchat because it's mostly like teenagers up to like mid twenties. Right. Um, although those demographics may have totally changed now in the past, you know, 12 months, 
but you know, so knowing the demographics of the platform you're on are, are pretty important when it comes to like finding your own target market, right? So. Awesome. No, great advice because obviously you need you need to know that uh, customer avatar that you're speaking to out there. Um, and it, it, you, you kind of hinted at it. I'm, I'm just curious your thoughts if this is something you're doing or maybe there's a better way of doing it or maybe you're not even doing it at all. Uh, you, you mentioned the different platforms and different age ranges. So obviously the Facebook is, uh, platform is probably more specific to who we're catering to now. Uh, I use the analogy that uh, Wayne Goretzky always uses. You know, uh, He's going to go where the puck is going to be where it, and not where it's at now. Um, so are you trying to be where the next attention is? Uh, it sounds like you're a big fan of Gary Vee, or at least follow him. I know that's one of his big things, um, you know, where that attention is going to be and getting ahead of it. Uh, are, are you playing the long game as well, more on the Instagram now for when that that shifts demographic and they're, they're, they are your main buyer uh, demographic? Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm noticing even a, still a lot of my clients are I'm noticing are moving over to and getting into Instagram here over the past even 12 months. So, and those apps are always going to, you know, those demographics are going to, you know, shift and change. And you want to be watching that because if you want to be reaching a younger market, you potentially want to be looking out, you know, stay in Instagram, but, you know, Snapchat and whatever apps are coming up behind that and gaining popularity. And I'm still active on Snapchat and pro produce a lot of the same, but, you know, specific, you know, or, uh, you know, platform specific content to Snapchat, because a lot of that is going to be, uh, you know, stuff that's going to help us cross pollinate from our, you know, Instagram that don't know we have a Snapchat and our Snapchat doesn't know we have an Instagram account. And so we're, you know, kind of on both platforms talking about each other. So we cross pollinate. So we get followers going both directions and you can do that with your YouTube channels, your Facebook, you know, promote that. Hey, we have an, a YouTube channel or an Instagram channel. Be sure to check us out and follow over there for different content or, you know, whatever. And, uh, and that's why they say, you know, each platform needs to have specific original content for the most part, which we do, which we try to do as best we can, or just maybe more in depth content, right? Like your YouTube channel might be where you do a long form pruning lecture as opposed to on Snapchat or Instagram, you got to keep it quick within 30 seconds to a minute. So it's relative to that platform, but you can do a long form thing on YouTube and then, you know, your clients can really see, uh, you know, where that's going. So, you know, that's why I still want to stay on Snapchat and other platforms coming up because, uh, even if it's people locally following me that aren't in our target market, I'm not going out of this industry anytime soon. So in 10 years when they're buying their first houses and things like that, I want to be that branding or maybe their grandpa needs somebody that, uh, you know, needs landscaping at the, at their estate or their property or whatever. So we're trying to stay, we're trying to be everywhere as best we can. <laughs> awesome. No, I appreciate your time, man. I, obviously you got somewhat of a compressed schedule. If you're watching live, get any questions for Caleb here is we're, we're, we're closing this up. I uh, want to send a reminder, if you're coming out to SA5, uh, Hyatt Regency, Dallas, Texas, uh, I'm going to be having Jonathan Batoshnik, John Caldwell, the co-founders of Service Autopilot, uh, are going to be there. Going to be going live from the actual conference and the after uh, portion of the conference from the bar slash reception area at the Hyatt Dallas Regency. Um, starting out the night before on Wednesday, I'm going to have Jason Cup live asking q and I'm going to have Garrett Matthews, Chad Cranston. Uh, going to be on. We're going to have Lisa Marino of SA. She uh, came from several different industries, um, just an absolute ninja in marketing and content writing, Facebook, things like that um, for paid advertisement as a platform. Uh, she's going to be there. going to have Martha Woodward of Dusting Divas and Quality Driven Software. Uh, Martha's from the home cleaning industry, has a separate platform. Uh, Caleb, if you haven't, haven't checked it out, her uh, quality driven software is, is really great. It actually triggers out and does customer satisfaction surveys. And then if they're happy, it drives them to social reviews. We had a gentleman, um, John Domney had 119 or 120 five-star reviews in a month and a half 
when he first started using this platform. Unbelievable. Um, so if you're looking to come out, just meet us, hang out, have a drink, uh, whatever your thing is. I think, um, I'm not sure. I know last year we had uh, Brian Ring, Mr. Ring and Ding was there, uh, amongst some other uh, heavy hitters on social media. So uh, if you're going to be there, come out, check us out. We've got a table there. And uh, Simple Growth as a certified advisor is going to be having uh, some, some killer specials for the conference as well. But main thing is, you know, just want to go out, work knee to knee with you, say hello to everybody. Uh, Mr. Ring and Ding is actually live. What's up, Brian? Um, say what's up. Naylor's still hanging around as well as in Dale, Dale Kelly. Um, in closing, uh, Caleb, if people want to reach out to you, they, you know, I, obviously really you don't have a monetized platform as far as I know, but they want to reach out to you and know more about what you do. Is there a good way for them to reach out and, and, and contact you? Absolutely. Um, in, in any of our social media platforms at Almond Landscape, that's our, that's our handle across all of them, which actually is an important thing too. keep all your handles across all your social media the same. So people are, it's just easy to brand and, and think like, oh, at Almond Landscape on Twitter, duh, at Almond Landscape on Snapchat. That's at least how we do it. And that's what makes sense to us. So at Almond Landscape on Instagram, shoot us a message and I'll be happy to, to speak with you more in depth on anything that I can help you out with, be it pavers, plants or walls. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, I will be going live again um, starting Wednesday as a weekly talk show um, throughout the week. And uh, going to start Wednesday, Tuesday. I'm going to be off the grid uh, just getting ready for my talk for Dominate Your Market Part 2. Found up Jonathan Potoshnak to Dominate Your Market. Uh, we're going to go in and actually show you how to tackle this labor crisis with three easy, low-cost, uh, really effective ways to go out and recruit and stack that virtual bench. And then the second half of my talk, we're going to dive into growing and scaling and dominating your local market. So just like Caleb's doing in his uh, Ohio market, dominating with social media and just buckling down and owning that market, uh, we're going to have four or five instant takeaways, how you can execute them inside service autopilot, taking Jonathan theory and my execution in the platform. And hopefully by Monday morning, when you go back to your business, uh, you can start executing live. So we'll see everybody start Wednesday, going to be offline tomorrow, uh, getting ready for my talk. Caleb, once again, thanks a million. It was great meeting you in uh, GIE. And yeah. um, you know, if you're willing, we'd love to have you back on. It's just a ton, a ton of knowledge, man. Appreciate it. I'd be flattered. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. All right, brother. Thank you. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.